When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. It is a Monday, and you know what that means, everybody. It is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Matt and Todd with you. Thanks to our friends from the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, and BreakingTea.com, best t-shirts so you'll ever find sports-wise. Tribe uh, takes two out of three from the unnamed team over the weekend, Todd. That was a very uh, thrilling and exciting. Mr. Sunday, Bradley Zimmer, who only seems to hit big home runs or at least big deliver big hits on Sundays. Did it a couple of weeks ago against the A's. And uh, yesterday, what was a, a pretty god-awful baseball game, to be honest. Uh, but at least, at least... The uh, the Wahoos took two out of three from the uh, the unnamed team as their fan base and member of their and men, and many members of of the media that cover them were just chomping at the bit to overtake the tribe for second place. So the parade on Woodward Avenue in Detroit uh, is on hold for now. Well, listen, if there was anybody who wanted to win this series more than uh, um, you know the players on the team, it was you because we know uh, how passionate you are against the unnamed team. And, you know, they've, they've been uh, feeling themselves lately. I know that I think it was John Heyman, uh, your, your favorite MLB writer, mentioned that they had like the I think it was the third best record in the American League over the like the last, you know, 50 games. And, oh, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're raking and da, 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 you know, the young players and da, you know. but I have to hear about how great, you know, Casey Mize and Matt Manning and Scoobal are for another five seconds. I'm going to vomit. But. It was nice to take two or three. Um, Friday night was was very enjoyable because, you know, as we've discussed many times on this podcast, the Indians don't play close games. I mean, don't play don't play games that aren't close when they win. Should I say every every win seems to be five to two in extra innings, three, you know, three to this week was the prime example. They won three games. One was an extra innings, five to two. Uh, seven to five was yesterday, and then they had the one where they actually won six to one on Friday night. So, um, you know, most importantly, um, they're playing the kids now, and we are learning about a lot of these guys. And this is a a period of development and planning for twenty twenty two. The issue is change, Matt. change for the future. <laughs> I mean, literally, really, and if people are new to the podcast, and we welcome you and thank you for listening, uh, we refer to the Detroit Tigers as the unnamed team for various reasons. And yes, uh, to give AJ Hinch and his staff credit, uh, guys like Chris Federer, his pitching coach, and Scott Coolball, the hitting coach, they have. You've seen certain guys take make strides because I think they're coaching. Because basically, it's been a lot of the same roster outside of Akil Badu and Eric Haas. Um, it's mostly a lot of the same guys, but some of those guys have gotten better. You know, Badu out of nowhere, Haas, and and it's coaching. And unfortunately, on our end, I, I don't see a lot of development, especially on the hitting side. And I don't want to turn this into a Ty Van Berkeley bash session, 
but the Indians don't have a lot of guys that you're sitting here going, man, these guys have broken out with the bats. You know, usually it has to be Jose and Fran Mill that carry the load. Uh, you know, Zimmer delivered yesterday, a, you know, big two-run home run to unlock a 5-5 tie. But let's be honest, the, tri- the Indians got very lucky yesterday with, you know, Zach Short throwing the ball all over the place, a couple of blue pits, including the one by, by Hedges. Um, and because Hinch was managing Saturday night's game like it was Game 7 of the World Series, his bullpen was pretty shot for yesterday, so he had to have Erasmo Ramirez out there. And, and luckily, uh, uh, Bad Brad ran into one. And uh, I, can't, I can't believe Erasmo Ramirez is still in the majors. Like, when they brought him in, I'm like, this can't be the same guy oh, yeah. from the Mariners like 10 years ago who was bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I but, couldn't believe he was still out there. But you bring up a good point, by the way. While we're not huge fans of Ty Van Berkeley, we are huge fans of Mrs. Ty Van Berkeley, who sat next to the executive producer uh, during the World Series run in 2016. So shout out to uh, Mrs. Van Berkeley <laughs> and the daughter, by, by the way. I don't, I don't remember. Okay, okay. Names. Settled okay, but No, but in all seriousness, you're totally right. Where is the development from the hitting standpoint at the major league level here? You just don't see it. No, you don't. No, especially and, and, with especially with the outfielders, and you know, you you know, Owen Miller just absolutely rakes and hits in spring training, and everybody's like, wait till he comes up. It's going to take some time, but let him start in Columbus. Fine, starts in Columbus, is hitting 400, 500, whatever. Comes up here and he's hitting one hundred. You know, and it's like that's what's you know, you you look at the lineups over the the weekend. Anytime the two teams played, and you go. Man, you know, but Badu's OPS is near 800. Eric Haas, he's a former Indian, so that hurts. Now, again, we seem to pitch him pretty well. He didn't have a great weekend. He didn't hit home runs like he's been doing, but he's had a fantastic year. <clears throat> you know, Jonathan Scope has become a pretty pretty solid number two hitter and just got a contract extension. So that's where, that's where you look up and say, man, they're a different team under Hinch, who's a World Series winning manager. I mean, he's a cheater. But he's a World Series winning manager and is a, is a damn good one. And he and his staff have done a really good job. And so you look up last week and you go, wait a minute. Detroit's only two games, one and a half games behind us. Now the lead is back to two and a half. But in the grand scheme of things, who really cares? None of the, Neither of these teams are winning the division. Our goal is Indians fans or Guardians fans. We want to win. I don't care about Detroit or Kansas City or Minnesota. Or, hey, we got to finish second. What does that mean? You know, but in the grand right. scheme of things, you're right. The development part, you know, when Mercado's up there, was it Saturday night? Every time we needed a base hit, he couldn't deliver it, hitting fifth. Uh, well, right. That And that that's your problem right there is that Oscar Mercado, you, you just said it yourself. Oscar Mercado was hitting fifth. That two to one loss Saturday night. In the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, it feels like they literally left on eighty-five runners. It, it, it and that was a bad. That was a bad loss. It was a bad loss for several reasons, but it was the old. We're going to sit around. We're going to you know and wait for Fran Mil Reyes and and Jose Ramirez to deliver the goods, and they and they didn't. And uh, you know it was not a great day for Jose. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. To be honest, from the bat, I mean he the bats were. Not great, but but yeah, I mean that's that's the problem. And you and you're trying, but you're trying on the fly to find guys who can complement these two. And it's crazy to think, and this is one of the topics on our list. But have you seen Bradley Zimmer's numbers since since the All Star break? Three twenty five with an eight eighty two OPS. Oh God! 
How about that? Well, well of course, I, of course now, now it happens because he's trying to, you know, make the decision. Uh, but, you know, he's trying to trying to stick around and, and make himself part of the future, especially now that Miles Straw has been added, who I'm sure we'll talk about, who has looked great since he's come over. Well, you know, I, I, I like him a lot. And I think that that trade, uh, sending Uncle Phil Maton to Houston for Straw, helped both teams. I haven't seen what Phil has done with the Astros, to be honest. Um, but with Straw, it, it's simple. I mean, the defense that he plays in center field is unbelievable. And when you've got a lackluster defensive, you know, uh, uh, setup at shortstop, when uh, every day I'm at is playing, and at second base, and then on the corners with the outfield. Although when Mercado's out there and Zimmer's out there, it's not too bad. It's actually decent. But you know, even the other night there was a play where it was in no man's land in left center. Harold wasn't getting there. Ahmed wasn't getting there. And Ahmed nearly smashed into Straw, and Straw made that sliding catch. That kid covers a lot of ground, and he hits the ball hard. I think it was yesterday he struck out after we had tied the game at five in a really bad at bat, but rarely do you see those bad at bats. He puts the ball in play, he's got some speed, he's under team control, he hits from the right side, uh, which is nice because I think we've got a lot of left-handed bats, although now it's we're almost getting back to being all right-handed again. It's It's weird. But I like him, and I like that pickup. And and to me, for next year, sitting here right now, going, what's the Indians' outfield for 2022? Right now, he's the one guy, the one guy I'm counting on so far. I mean, I think Harold could be a fourth or fifth guy outfielder. Zimmer could be a fourth or fifth outfielder. Mercado could be a fourth or fifth outfielder. Who are our main guys? Because it has to get it, it has to be better. Exactly. It has to exactly. imp- it has to improve. George Valera is not walking through that door yet. The guy's got 12 right. home runs at Lake County. I don't know why he's not at Akron yet. Maybe this week. But he's a couple of years away. Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting. You look, every every lineup this weekend was kind of different because they're just mixing and matching, and they're trying to figure out who's, who is going to be, you know, a part of this future. And, and I, I will say that, that – it's in the way it sounds. The, the way it sounds and looks to me is that Straw's going to be given every chance to be the everyday center fielder the rest of the way and next year, right? And and hit leadoff. Yeah. So you got that, which is good. Bobby Bradley had two hits over the weekend, but on Friday before he ended up getting hurt with his knee uh, and having to come out of the game, and then Harold Ramirez actually was moved to first, which was kind of interesting (laughs) didn't know that exists but like the lineup you know you had ernie clement in there you had owen miller in there you had harold you had oscar you had zimmer you had bobby bradley um ed rosario it's just one question mark after another and you really don't know you know oh andres jimenez is now up you know throw him in the mix ernie yeah if i didn't say ernie i apologize ernie should be basically super utility playing all over the place um you know, there's just so many different guys. It's basically like the only ones you know for a fact are basically Jose Ramirez at third and Fran Reyes DHing. Everything else at this point is kind of up for grabs. Even Roberto Perez now, he's back injured. Um, I think we're. I think I think we're seeing. List. I think we're seeing the end of him. I think this is it. You know, the executive producer brought this up in the text thread and uh, as a topic, and I think it's it's very interesting. You know. You got Austin Hedges, who made $3 million this year and will probably make a similar amount next year. I believe he's in arbitration. 
And Jose's got, or Jose, uh, Roberto's got that team option for, I believe, seven and a half million dollars for next year. Now, I thought it was, I thought it was six. You think it was? All right. Well, look it up while I'm while I'm talking. Uh, uh, But but to to your point, Roberto. Listen, I, I love him. I love nobody handles a staff better. Nobody frames better. He's awesome, right? But it's not like he's been hitting. He hasn't hit since. Uh, two seasons ago when he had his you know breakout where he had the 20 plus homers but unfortunately for the Indians their two top catching prospects are both double a guys who are probably going to need one more year in triple a which probably bodes well for Roberto and picking up his club off seven so seven not. million dollars for next year okay so yeah so it's seven million for next year so he and hedges probably will make a combined ten million dollars next year. Do you roll the dice and don't pick up his option and have Rene Rivera come back and be the backup? Rene was not terrible when he was here. Right now, Wilson Ramos is backing up um, Austin Hedges. He's a terrible defender, uh, and but he still has a lot of power. Uh, hit a, he had three hits and a homer on Friday. Yeah, he stood. He stood. He stood, he stood and watched that one for a while. That was kind of sweet. It's his old team, Reve- the Revenge Tour. <laughs> That's a great bit. But so you you have uh, um, Josh Naylor's brother Bo Naylor, who was a former first round pick, who's in Double A, and your boy. What, how do you pronounce his last name? Brian? Is it Lavastina? Lavastina. Lavastina. Okay, yeah. So those are your two top catching prospects, and they're both very good hitters. And from what you hear, solid defenders. But again, they're at least another year away. At least another year away. So. I think they probably will pick up Roberto's uh, option, um, especially if they say they're going to be adding payroll because the development of this young pitching staff is still what's going to be the most important. Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. And, and, And all of a sudden you look up and you say, man, if McKenzie can pitch like he's been pitching as of late, Quantrill as well. Then you've got the big three of, of Bieber, Savali, and Plesak, although Zach has really struggled. And then, you know, Eli Morgan's pitched pretty well. Um, how, about, how about Eli, by the way? You, lo- you love, how, you love really, his moxie. really good. Yeah, he was really, really good Saturday again. You know, I mean, C- Cody, Mor- Cody Morris is coming. I mean, like, so they're, they're you know, all of a sudden you've got a, a riches again of starters, which would be nice. But again, maybe that's how you're going to end up getting another legitimate outfielder for the future is having to trade one of those people. Yeah, I, but are I, you I, really going to trade more young starting pitching after you basically just trade? You, you traded away Bauer, you traded away Clevenger. Uh, you know, Kluber's obviously was traded away, but that he he was done. Um, and and we've seen this year in terms of depth, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, Tristan McKenzie's been very good, and he's also been terrible. Sam Hentges, uh, who is going to be starting to uh, Monday's bullpen game, uh, he has kind of shown himself to be a reliever more than a starter. Morgan's been good, but you know it took him a little a little while. Um, Logan Allen, terrible, you know. So so, so you, you you can never have an, enough pitching depth, and I know the Indians don't have a lot of areas of strength the, the the area of strength to trade is one of these up the middle guys uh you know you're you're, you're loaded you, you know right. we talked about this before but you got Jimenez and and Gabriel Arias and 
Ahmed Rosario, who I know you don't like, but does have some value and is swinging a hot bat. One of those guys. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go Bernie that. Clement, I wouldn't go that. I wouldn't go that. Far. Miller. No, but I'm just swinging saying, a hot bat. I mean, he's fine. Well, he, he, <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. But my point is, he's got some value out there. Yes, he, yes. he's someone you could trade, and someone would play as a starting position player every day, or at least a super utility guy who you move around the diamond my point is that's the area that you trade from is is those middle infielders because you're so loaded with those guys and you have so many other guys that are behind it i mean we didn't even talk about your boy richie palacios i mean you know who who had his first home run uh, in triple a over the weekend and played center field by the way I don't know if you noticed that. Well, they're they're moving. That that Columbus team is exciting, and they're moving guys up. And you know, Oscar Gonzalez is down there. And you know, we we we, you brought up Josh Naylor before, just referencing Bo, his brother. But Josh Naylor is another guy that like yeah, you forget he's even here. Right? right? They they've got so many of these uh, third third and fourth and fifth outfielders. There's no one that you go stud. You know, Vladdy Jr., Gritchick, um, Badu. These are just guys we saw this week on the other team. That's what. Oh, that's... Come on. I, I wouldn't go so crazy about Badu. But no, you but have... you know what I mean. But Akil Badu, you know, have... next year that team right. is going to be there's putting no him out George there. Springer. There's no young George Springer on this team. You know, there, there's no young, uh, I'm not going to say Mike Trout, but you, you know what I mean? Like, there's no A level outfielders there who. Right, Ooh, Cedric, you know, Cedric Mullins, guys like that. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Someone like that. We don't have that. We just no, don't. No, no. Straws right now. Straws, straws is the like the most proven guy you got out there. I I really like him. I like him a Me lot. Too. Uh, Zach Meisel wrote a nice a piece on him. Shout out to Zach, by the way. Zach Meisel. Uh, yesterday's Demarlo Hale uh, post game presser, uh, and I listened to it live on eleven hundred, um, and 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 three W E. Uh, that, right, uh, yes, uh, 38 states and half of Canada. Uh, Gary D, middays. <clears throat> um, what a show. Talk radio. Gary D is talk radio. Talk radio is, is Gary D. That's right. What a, what a, what a, what a, imagine him and, and then with Br- Drennan doing his sports. Could you imagine listening to that now? Drag line? <laughs> <laughs> Call the business line. But, uh, um, where was I going? Oh, Zach on the post game yesterday. So Demarlo Hale's talking, and quite honestly, Demarlo Hale's fine. He's done a nice job as interim manager and acting manager. He actually handled the bullpen. I thought very well over the weekend. Uh, but his yeah. post game his post game press conferences aren't exactly uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan in front of a big you know big crowd type of thing. And, Jim Gaffigan, uh, the comedian. Where'd you pull that one? From? I, I, have you have you ever watched Jim Gaffigan? He's hilarious. He's a very, very funny comedian. If there's he's one, no Craig Gass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's no uh, Nick DiPaolo, but uh, or, or or Sal Governale for that matter. But um, uh, uh Zach is asking Hale. So you know, it's the usual just cavalcade of softballs. You know, what do you think of Police Zach? You know, like like you know, and then Meisel just goes, "Yeah, do we have a man? Do we do you have a starting pitcher for tomorrow?" <laughs> it was like all business. Demarlo Hill's like, yeah, we think it's Hentges, but we're not sure yet. We'll let you know, but we think it's him, and we think it's him. Like he just like didn't give him an answer. So I, I texted Zach and, and thanked him for for getting right to the point. You know, Zach's like, uh, hey, whatever it takes for pitching matchups. He know, he knows. He's a he's a P one. Yeah. 
And right now, who knows who they're going to start in that fifth spot? Mejia is now in the minors. And Thank goodness. His, I can't even believe I said I liked him better than Quantrill about a month ago. I know. And, and look, Jay, I think JC has some value. I just, man, the, the fact he starts every game in the hole and just first innings, he can't get out of them. It just... It's, it's like you have to start. It's almost like, like you have Trevor to. Bauer yeah, yeah. It's almost like, right. You have to almost have to start an opener and let him come in in the second or third inning, which is ridiculous. But could have done um, that with Trevor Steffen, and which you and I have been wanting him to do for a couple of weeks. Uh, extra pod topic was just uh, texted to us from uh, executive producer. Well, uh, but that's uh, no names, please. Um, but you know, speaking oh, of check that out. <laughs> uh, talk about. Talk about one trick ponies, not Jeremy, but uh, the uh, the t- the picture he sent. But anyway, so uh, Matt and Ty with you. It's a Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Indians uh, have a big game tonight, six o'clock. I have a client dinner at six thirty tonight, so I don't know how I'm going to pull this one off. But uh, Tribe and Reds for the Ohio Cup. If the Reds win, they win the Ohio Cup, Todd, right? Because they would have won the season series four to two. But if this is all we got left, man. if the Indians win tonight, if the Indians win tonight, then it's three and three, and we keep the cup. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then three games with the A's, and then uh, Eric, the actors A's. Correct. And then uh, then then they go back and on the road. Douchebag ex uh, relative of ours. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? What of the? Oh, <laughs> 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 Ooh, baby, that's high and inside. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pay the bill, pay the bill. And then Friday, um, uh, they go back to Detroit. So three games with the unnamed team next weekend. I'll actually be how many, there. How many are you attending? I was just going to say, how many are you attending? I have a grad party. I have a grad party loathe, on Saturday. I know you loathe to give uh, the Illich family any money. So I was just curious as how you're going to pull this one off. Freebies? Freebies on Sunday, yes. That's a done deal. I don't know if I have two or four yet. Um, I've already told the missus that she's going. Um, she didn't go with me last time, so I need her with me. But I don't know about. But I, I don't know where I'm sitting. I don't know anything. I'll have the pitching matchup for you. But so yeah, so that'll be the weekend. And then Friday I can't go. Saturday I have something like, like I said, a grad party. But look, like you said, Todd, they're playing out the string. But the one thing we're learning, at least as they dance around 500, is Cal Quantrill's here to stay. You want to talk about penciling in a, a something for next season? To me, he's your number four starter. He's actually pitched a lot better than Plesac lately. I was just going to say he may even be the number three starter after he pitched seven. It was a seven scoreless, right? Friday, Friday night, or did he give up the one? I think it was seven scoreless. Seven scoreless after. with ten strikeouts, no walks. Yeah, it was incredible. I said pencil it in, in in big ink. Put him in the number four spot, and everyone's like firing back at me. Why is he number three? It's been better than Plesac, and I don't think you can argue with that. He this this you know six week stretch, it's been awesome. And they kind of I'm not going to say they screwed with him and dicked him around, but he was good in the bullpen at the beginning of the year, and maybe we would it maybe had he performed better in spring. I mean, he he wasn't that good in the spring is the problem. No, had he, he struggled, yeah. Yeah, had he pitched well in the spring, I think you would have seen this all year, and it really would have stabilized the rotation. Unfortunately, uh, it it came a little too late. But, I mean, you look at his last five starts, okay? Five innings, one earned run. Six innings, one earned run. Six innings, one earned run. Six innings, one earned run. And seven innings, no earned runs. I mean, that is really impressive. And this 10 strikeouts and zero walks was by far his best, but... 
you know, you look up and, and, you know, at the end of the year, I think you've gotten yourself, you know, you're guaranteed to top four with a healthy Bieber, a healthy Savali, Plesak, and Quantrill. And then you let guys like Tristan McKenzie and Cody Morris and uh, uh, Mejia and Eli Morgan battle it out for the last spot. Uh, in 2022, and you're still giving yourself good depth, and and you know there's there's a lot of good options for the fifth spot. So I, again, it, it's it's hard to see this team not at least competing, you know, for a wild card spot next year with that kind of pitching, especially with the bullpen arms. The bullpen's been great, so it, it, it has it has. There's it. a lot to be there, there's a lot to look forward to for sure. I, I don't get, I haven't seen a lot of doom and gloom. I just think that there's a lot of apathy going on because they're a 500 team and Tito's not there and the name change is, is more of a topic and the ownership change is more of a topic. But if they could hit it all and they get these top five starters you know, next year back with a good bullpen again, they'll be right there. No reason not to. I mean, the, the bullpen right now over the last 10 games, ZRA is like one. I mean, it's been fantastic. The problem is we can't score. So the games are so close that any little mistake, you know, we we got on <clears throat> we got on Karen Jack last week for having a rough week, and he bounced back this week. But like, um, <clears throat> except in Toronto, you but, know why? By the way, shout out to Demarlo Hale, pitched him in the seventh in like a non. I thought it was the, wasn't it the sixth? Sixth. It may have been the sixth. Yeah, got him his legging his legs back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, D pitched, Hale. You know, and then he, yeah, and then he put him back. Uh, He's basically given uh, Emmanuel Classe many had three saves this week, and it looks like he's going to handle the closer spot. Fine so by me. I think that would. Yeah, me too. Especially because he's a member of ten percent capacity. Ooh, I mean, I think that uh, uh, Manny is. You know, I, you didn't want to use him on Friday when it was six nothing, but then Blake Parker came in and he was uh, dicking around, and it's like, geez, so you have to bring your closer in. So, you know, because the tying run I think was like in the on deck circle, but. Or not in the Onyx, but you know what I mean. But it was just, it was unnecessary that he even had to pitch him in that game, but we had to win that game. So I, I like the way that, that Hale has handled the bullpen. Bullpen's very good. It's only going to get better. Um, you know, Shaw, all of a sudden, he seemed to find it, to find it this weekend. And again, it's, it's Detroit, so it's not like they're playing a great team. You know, find out a little bit about this team in the next four days. I mean, you know, the Reds are hot. They've won 8 of 10. They're 10 over 500. And trying to catch the Padres for the NL wild card, second wild card spot. Now they got Castellanos back. Votto is on fire, and then and he's oh, been killing us for years. Oh God! And then and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Oakland's won four in a row and eight of ten. So, uh, you know, you'll find out the next four days. You know, if we can hang with some of these teams because the Reds and A's really can score. Um, but I'm with you about the future. I mean. You know, the White Sox are really good, and they're going to be really good for a while. And they've been injured and found ways, but they're they're also their pitching staff has been healthy all season. You know, ours hasn't. It still comes down to pitching. I mean, Bieber and Savali. Why would you even bring them back this year? There's no reason to. Like, let them let them rest and get them ready for next season. There's no reason to bring those guys back this season. I don't think. I, yeah, and that was another topic of conversation we were having. I totally agree. I think it's pointless to bring them both back. You know, there was an article yesterday that I read uh, with a bunch of quotes about Bieber, and, you know, he's he's just kind of, you know, he had a little setback, and now he's kind of starting to throw. He hasn't thrown off a mound yet. Best-case scenario, he's back in the middle of September. I don't even know why you bother. I mean, maybe you want to get him a, a start or two 
you know, just to get him out there for a feel. So, but maybe he just shut him down and let him be as healthy as he can possibly be going into next spring. And Savali, I haven't heard a thing about still in terms of his rehab. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if neither of them made another start and I would be totally fine with it. I mean, right now, I want to see what, more of Eli Morgan. I want to see more of Tristan McKenzie. You know, I, this is a developmental situation the rest of the way. This is about learning and playing the kids and pitching the young kids also and, and you know, learning about what you have. So I am totally fine if those two don't start. I mean, here, I would feel completely differently if we were two games back in the wild card, but we're not. And I think we can both admit that that's not happening. I mean, we're... 54 no. and 55. I mean, that, it ain't happening. So it, they're, they're just better off player development. Don't worry about those two. Let them get completely healthy and get them ready for next year. I do have one small worry about Bieber. Yeah. Last year, because of the shortened season, he only pitched how many? I, I don't I don't know what I have in front of me, but he couldn't have pitched more than 80 innings maybe, you know, 75 innings. I'd have to look it up. And then this year, again, he will have pitched another small amount of innings. So that's going to be two straight years, and this is a guy that you want 220, 230 innings out of. He won't, he won't have that under his belt. I don't think it's going to hurt him in terms of development, but you worry that next year, come late in the season, you know, you got to worry about him potentially wearing down because he will not good, have gone through. No, it's, a very, it's a very good point. I mean, he's usually been pretty healthy, knock on wood, and – Obviously, this year, like you said, but he pitched he pitched a ton and threw a lot of pitches, even though it wasn't a lot of innings last year. I mean, look, last year screwed up everybody, you know, around baseball in terms of the shortened season and um, and then the injuries that have occurred this year based off of last year. Guys like Kershaw have been out, uh, Jack Flaherty, uh, both members of Team D's, uh, you know. So you just just guys off the top of my head, Bieber obviously got hurt, Sales been out. Um, it's, a, it's been a lot of guys, so I think everybody's in the same boat. And again, if you're talking about, well, what about a contract extension for Bieber? Well, is there even going to be a season next year? That's another huge thing that is, who knows what's going to happen with this offseason because the game is, we, you know, this is another topic for another day, but the game is broken. It needs a major overhaul, and I don't know how they're just going to snap their fingers and get this together. By the way, Bieber threw 114, uh, I'm sorry, 2018, he threw 114 innings. 2019, 214. Last year, he only threw 77, and this year, he threw 90. Hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's something to so think he's about. Really, yeah, it's only one year of his four-year career that he's thrown over 200 innings. All right, we got to talk about the newest, alleged newest Indian coming up and, uh, and get you ready for uh, uh, this week. But first... Um, What's going on with uh, Sean Schlessel? I don't know what's going on with Doctor Sean because I have not seen him. But you know who I did run into? Oh, I was going to get Brooke. I was going to get Brooke her her phone because she's now you know we're now getting her a phone. She's oh her, wow, that's a big 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 step. Yes, yes. We we you know she, her, when her brother went to middle when, when her brother went to middle school, he got a phone. So now she's getting a phone. So. As I'm walking out of the Verizon store or walking into the Verizon store, who do I run into and see across the parking lot? And I yelled out, there he is, America's greatest dentist, looking extra dapper, might I add. Great cl- great outfit on Dr. Ben and even better glasses, wow. might I add. That's a handsome man. 
not only is he a handsome man, but he's America's greatest dentist. So you need to check him out and his partner, the future of the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Sean Schlesel. If you go to CFAD.net, you'll see what I'm talking about with these two guys on the cover. They put you completely at ease. They want to make it the most friendly and relaxed environment you can, whether you're doing a routine teeth cleaning or a smile reconstruction. They got everything for all your dental needs there at the uh, Center for Advanced Dentistry. On the east side, uh, right off of the Chagrin Boulevard exit off of 271, give them a call when you get a chance at 216-595-1710 or check them out at cfad.net. See what they can do for you. See what they can do for your smile. Tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. Talk some Cleveland sports. Talk whatever you want. Dr. Ben, Dr. Sean, great guys. Check them out. Again, cfad.net or give them a call uh, 216-595-1710. Now, Matthew, this weekend when you go go to see the Indians play the unnamed team, will the missus be wearing uh, your – Sticks Tristan McKenzie T-shirt while you're wearing your new Bobby Bombs T-shirt. What, you know, I, what's, a, I, what's going on? I don't know the game plan yet because uh, we're only, we're six days away. But yes, if I'm, I mean, at some point Sunday, it's going to be a tough decision on which shirt to wear to the uh, Tribe uh, unnamed team game at Comerica Park because because I have so many options. I have the Tristan McKenzie Sticks shirt from our friends at BreakingT.com. And I also have the new Bobby Bombs shirt, which if Bobby is on the injured list, we'll talk about this, um, or not. But regardless, any tribe gear that you want, you get it at BreakingT.com. And if you go to BreakingT.com slash Dairy, D-E-R-Y, it takes you right to the Cleveland collection. They got the Bobby Bombs shirt. Some people are saying, I want some Guardians gear. You know, I'm ready for the name change, but I can't get it at the team shop yet. Well, it's because the team doesn't really exist yet. With a new name, but you can get a Guard the Land shirt, the brand new one from BreakingT.com, with the red, white, and blue, with the lettering that has changed, the the font or whatever they call it, and it's a cool-looking shirt. Browns fans, that's right, they had 30,000 people down on the lakefront yesterday for some freaking scrimmage. The Muni lot was packed. And you can get a Chubb Strong shirt. The guy's just got a new contract extension. I know executive producer Jeremy uh, is very excited about his Browns. Well, uh, the Chubb Strong shirt is out. It's a cool-looking shirt. It's got Nick Chubb on there. Get it at BreakingT.com. Browns, Indians, hey, Cavs, they started Summer League last night. All right, check it out. Maybe they'll make an Evan Mobley shirt. Uh, looked a little soft to me, but, hey, that, that's it's, it's one game. soft. You know what, Evan Mobley, soft like the Breaking Team T-shirts. That's right, 100% cotton. <laughs> uh, but actually, no, he's going to be pretty good. But, uh, hey, look, if you're into the Cavs and all that, you can get stuff there as well. BreakingT.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Get your McKenzie shirt, Jose Ramirez, Franimal, Bobby Bombs, whatever it is. It's, it's cool, and they do a great job, and we appreciate them uh, joining us here. Do on they, the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Do, do they have a uh, basketball side T-shirt yet? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, that would be a radio uh, for one, baby. Uh, right, that, sorry. Put that. That'd be in a. That'd be in a medium. Um, yes. Uh, anyway, but what about? Uh, so yeah. So so the news came out last night on Twitter at, at Indians perspective. That's one of these guys that uh, follows the minor leagues. That apparently Francisco Perez, the left-hander who 
used to be a starter in the system. They turned him into a reliever this year, and he was like, lights out in Akron, lights out in Columbus. Apparently, he's coming up today, as reported by Indians' perspective, um, which would mean what, Todd? Who's going down? I mean, is is Bradley going on the IL? What's the story? Yeah, we, we looked at the roster last night, and I'm trying to figure out who who's the odd man out here? Uh, the, to me, because Sam Hentges is today's starting pitcher. He to me that would be the guy you'd send out, but he's starting today. I, I think Bobby Bradley must be more hurt and must be going on the IL. I don't see another move unless it's Justin Garza getting sent down. But don't you want Garza today as the longer? You know, he. he I would assume he. I would assume yeah. I would assume Hentges is going to go to go into Garza because Stefan threw a bunch of pitches yesterday. Yeah, Shaw's exactly pitched every day. I mean. You know, That's exactly what I was going to say. Stefan pitched uh, over 30 pitches yesterday, and he was very good, by the way. But but uh, Francisco Perez, not on the 40-man roster, so another 40-man move is going to have to be made. You know, he's 24 years old, 71 strikeouts in 45.1 innings pitch is really, really good. That is an eye-popping number. Had a 1.19 ERA uh, between Akron and Columbus. And is a power left-handed arm. Yeah, I, I know the Indians were really hoping that Anthony Ghost could could kind of figure that out and become that guy. He pitched in the Olympics, by the way. And he made the All Olympic team. I don't know if you noticed that, but Anthony Ghost, the, the former uh, outfielder turned converted reliever, um, he's throwing ninety eight, ninety nine, but he still does not have the command that the Indians can trust to add him to the forty man roster. Uh, so Perez is getting a shot. I do think Bobby Bradley's got to be going on the I.L. I don't know what other move there is to be made. Ernie Clement, Owen Miller, Andre Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, these guys are kind of all rotating and kind of all need to be playing, and they are. Um, you know, with, with Bradley going down with a knee over the weekend and he didn't play uh, you know, Saturday, Saturday or Saturday Sunday and yeah. Sunday, you can retroactive uh, make that move retroactive to Saturday, and he'd really only just miss another week, eight days. So I think that's got to be the move, right? I would what think. I, I would think. I mean, unless they were sending like Ernie down, but he seems to be playing every day. Owen Miller, they're the playing. Big, big, big bases loaded uh, or, or uh, bases clearing double yesterday. Ernie. Yeah. No, it was. And he's, uh, he's, I know we said this before, but I, and he, he, he's really playing. Other than that, the one bad play. He really can pick it. He made another great play at third base Friday yeah. night. Yes, he did. Oh my good nice lord! Jump, nice jump, nice jump throw. Uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened on that fielder's choice yesterday. He just yeah, dropped the ball. Good. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you wonder what the move is. But hey, Francisco Perez. The thing about the the Indians, they might hold some guys down longer than you want. I mean, there is that faction of fans that wants to see Nolan Jones now or Gabe Arias now. Um, but I think those guys are going to stay the entire way in Columbus this year. But they've rushed arms up that they feel can help now. Nick Sandlin was a second-round pick years ago that now is a huge part of this bullpen and you know was, was not in the minors very long. Francisco Perez, same thing. So, you know, at least from that standpoint, some of the position guys, you know, People are like, oh, bring up Oscar Gonzalez now. Hold on a second. You know, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, Valera is still at, at high A, but <coughs> Perez coming right up, that's pretty cool if they feel he can help. And, you know, mostly that bullpen is, other than Hentges, I think it's all right handed anyway. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when they got rid of Oliver Perez and Hentges was in the rotation, it's, you know, 
the left-handed reliever thing has kind of gone by the wayside at this point because of that stupid rule where you can only you have to either close out an inning or face three batters. It's killed a lot of these left-handed relievers. Although somehow Ross Detweiler is still in the majors, which is incredible to me. Um, but you know, if you have a guy, it doesn't matter if, you, if he's a, if he's righty or lefty, and is a power arm like Perez and is a strikeout machine. Hey, let's 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 see what we got. Again, we talked about it before. This is all about development. Let's let's see it. You know that bullpen still, other than Brian Shaw, everybody else is still a young guy out there for the most part. Uh, and Blake Parker, but these aren't you know those two guys aren't future. Those are you know filler guys. But you know Stefan is young. Karen Chak, Classe, Sandlin, your core guys are all young guys who have years and years of team control. You throw Perez into that mix. Uh, you know, so and, and Hentges will most likely become a reliever. I think this off season. So oh yeah, yeah. You got a He's, lot of nice, young, interesting arms out there. Yes, and that's what the Indians and Guardians have been all about in terms of uh, developing pitchers. The problem has been the position players and the fact that you watch some of these games. And I know Friday night was fun. They put up six runs against uh, you know Matt Manning. Uh, I'm sorry, Cy Young. And then so it's like now, you you, you know, Saturday and Sunday was just – and yesterday they broke out a little bit, and the Zimmer homer was huge. But it, you still watch at times and just wonder where's the offense going to come from, especially if, you know, Ramirez and Reyes in the middle of that lineup aren't, aren't hitting. So, um, all right, so this week, like I said before, uh, 6 o'clock game tonight for the Ohio Cup. Sam Hentges against Luis Castillo. Ironically enough, Luis Castillo just pitched against the Indians in the series before that got rained out. Uh, so the Indians have seen him uh, before at Progressive Field. He's a terrible year. Yeah. Terrible. But, you know, still throws really hard. And then three with the A's this week. Tristan McKenzie on Tuesday against Sean Manaya, the left-hander. The Indians will actually see the same three guys that they saw in Oakland. Uh, Manaya. Uh, Montas and Chris Bassett. So it'll be McKenzie on Tuesday against Manaya, Quantrill on Wednesday against uh, Frankie Montas, and then Thursday afternoon. Will you be back in time or no? Unfortunately, I will not. I will be listening to that one in the car. My uh, so. Eli Morgan against Chris Bassett. Uh, Friday night. Which is uh, too bad because had I been back, it would have been Brooks' first uh, return game to see your boyfriend. Oh, I'm man. Yeah, my daughter saw the, We were watching Saturday night. She's like, who's that? I'm like, oh, God. Um, I'm like, your your net cousin says the same thing. Uh, Friday night, Zach Plesak. I don't want to out uh, your daughter and my daughter, who else they thought was kind of cute. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you remember the original? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, I do. I do. Your favorite Indian. Let's just say not my favorite player. Okay, <laughs> uh, Friday night, Zach Plesak again against the Tigers. Hopefully a better performance than yesterday. I, Zach, his pitches were flat yesterday. I mean, giving up a three-run home run. A lot of guys all of a sudden, too. Yeah. Hopefully they, they find something on tape uh, before next week because he usually pitches pretty well against that team. But uh, Plesak against Tyler Alexander on Friday. Uh, Alexander mowed us down Saturday night. Not sure what that was. Uh but again, that's one of those guys that, that their pitching coach Federer has worked with that you know has gotten better. Uh, Saturday, I assume it'll be another bullpen game, unless they bring somebody up. Let's see how Hentges does tonight. So Saturday's kind of a question mark. A Willie Peralta again for the Tigers. And then on Sunday, with me in attendance, Tristan McKenzie against Casey Mize. Ooh, a little future action. I like that. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out another uh, – 
starter because they're they're in the stretch of I think they're playing like 19 days in a row here because Monday was supposed to be their one off day, but it's a makeup game. Um, they're going to have to figure out who else can. I mean, maybe they're tuning up Cody Morris with a couple of starts before they bring him up. I mean, I know that they just brought him to Double A, but he's got to be next in line, I would imagine. Um, you, you told me Scott Moss has not pitched more than three innings since he's yeah, and, and, P, and Peacock and Peacock's been a disaster. Terrible. I think that's what they their plan was, but he's really been bad. And they released uh, who was the other guy they picked up? Uh, uh, Godly, not, not Kyle. Yeah, Zach Godly. Thank you. They released him. So Kyle da- uh, Davies, he got or Zach Davies. Was it Zach Davies last night? They got smoked by the White Sox. Man, he what was out in like the second inning? Man, they the White Sox just hey, destroyed gonna, I, the Cubs I, all weekend. Are you have any interest in watching that Field of Dreams game? Is that today? I'll check I, some. I, I'll, I'll check some today. of it out. I'll check some of it. Yeah. Major League Baseball does such, does such such a shitty job of promoting their product. I should know right. when that game is, and I should be watching. So should I. They do such a. They have no clue what they're doing. None. You know, yeah, that should be all over the place, and you're right. totally right. You and I, you and I are as big baseball fans as there are, and the fact that you and I both don't know for sure. I don't know, and I know it's the Yankees the... and White Sox. I just don't know when it is. They do such a bad job. That should be promoted during Indians games. You know, like like because that's what we're Absolutely. watching. Like because it's on Absolutely. Fox, it's under the same umbrella. Yeah, they you know? should they should be promoting that. Get uh, get get Annie Agar out there to promote it. Speaking or, or Trey Wingo. <laughs> speaking, speaking of speaking yeah, of embassy yeah, suites, <laughs> shout out to uh, Seth Forrest and his son Spencer, who I I uh, had the pleasure of being with yesterday. Oh yeah, how'd that go? How's that? How's that riding the car? How's that riding the car? Uh, let's just say I'm 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 happy to be alive. I'm happy to be alive. Uh, oh. but, but yeah, uh, big Yankee fans and. Uh, uh, it was it was good to you know Seth's a big baseball guy as, as we are and we oh, were yeah. having the same conversation you know yesterday about how you know the three of us are, are kind of a dying breed here and you know I said do your friends around here talk you know baseball and he's like yeah but that's because it's the Yankees and the Mets you know it, it, everybody you know around here Yankees and the Mets don't matter but you know in other cities other than the, the big markets how much do these teams really matter to their local markets and I said you know. We're distant, you know. You know, Matt and I are, you know, tribe elite, and you know how, how many of there really uh, of us are there? I mean, the Indians are distant third in the pecking order in Cleveland. So it's just interesting to get someone else's perspective on the, an outsider's perspective um, on, on Major League Baseball from someone who lives in a city where baseball still is meaningful. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll put on FAN, uh, you know, WFAN out in New York, just to listen to some of the conversation. You wouldn't even believe it. I mean, they're they're breaking down like Mets versus Phillies bullpens, and uh, you know, Edwin Diaz is the single worst reliever in the history of the sport, and people are calling in. Mets got to get a closer, and they got to move this guy up to closer. And if Syndergaard comes back, and you listen to this conversation, you go, if you put on the fan in Cleveland ninety two three, where I fill in on some shows, we could never have a conversation like that. It's ninety ninety percent. Brown's talk, you know? Absolutely. Doesn't move the needle. Football, football, football. So, all right, brother. Well, uh, safe travels, and uh, we'll see how the, the big Ohio Cup game tonight. Uh, Tribe needs to win to uh, hold on to the Cup. If not, it, it heads to Cincinnati, where, quite honestly, that's they have a good baseball team. That lineup is scary. Jonathan India is up for NL Rookie of the Year. Castellanos, Votto, 
Uh, Winker's a beast. I what I told you in the offseason, that would have been a guy I would have loved to have traded for. You, you wanted him for two years. I mean, you just you know, just he's been unbelievable. So big game tonight, and then uh, <clears throat> we'll see how it goes, and I'll, I'll report back uh, next week after my uh, trip downtown on Sunday. So best of luck to you, my friend. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lock for Bucharest pregame. Ooh, baby. Hey. Hey There's not a better beef shawarma out there. Throw the garlic and the hummus in there. Doesn't get any better than that. Because you know, because you know, I'm not buying any food in that stadium. Hell no. No. Support local unless that local uh, <laughs> is owned by the <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> well, that'll do it. Dairy Brothers Tribecast for another week. Thanks to our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com, and of course our sponsors, the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily.